guess I approach it slightly differently because I, I look at the experiences of the migrant once they arrive in Canada, in the major cities of Canada, and what sort of experiences they have in the labor market. So are they able to acquire jobs? Are they able to get promoted quickly? What experiences do they, their children have? And what's really interesting is, you know, so you do, I, I've done interviews the last 15 years with, with certain groups. Um, I've looked at statistics and analyzed that. And what's really telling is that the first generation migrant who comes to Canada, particularly the visible ethnic minority who comes to Canada, what you find is that they earn 81 cents um, um, relative to the general population. So for every dollar the general population earns, they'll earn 81 cents for the, doing the exact same job, having the same qualifications, having the same sort of training and skills and experience. Um, so that is a sort of a penalty that they face. If you look at their second generation, they earn 71 cents. There's actually a decline for the second generation using StatsCan data. And so this is telling, but what's really interesting, and so this entire conversation is about how to develop models. Before we get to that point of developing models, it might be worthwhile to understand why these penalties occur. And a lot of it has very little to do with, you know, increasing their training or with, you know, improving their, their, their language proficiency. A lot of it has to do with trust. There's a lack of meaningful trust that um, the general population has towards different visible ethnic groups. And what I mean by that in terms of meaningfulness is that you need to have minimum levels of trust to hire a particular individual. And so, you know, uh, there was a, uh, a comment made about, you know, the negative uh, things that are listed on social media. Well, they might reflect a lot of implicit associations and negative attitudes that people innately have, but they may not express it, and so social media is a form to express that. The way I examine that is it's a form of a lack of trust because they don't have meaningful interactions. Um, and so how do we, you know, when we actually look at how to actually acquire a job um, for, a, a, for a migrant for a, or a non-migrant, what you find is it requires social networks. So we see that first-generation migrants who come here, the refugees or the, the, even the, 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 the high-capital uh, high immigrant, high-human capital immigrant, when they do come here, they don't have the same networks as the general population. Two-thirds of all jobs are found through networks, and so that's a barrier there. Furthermore, when, a, when, you're, when it comes to hiring, as I've suggested, this idea of trust, the employer must have minimal levels of trust to hire you. And there's a lot of implicit associations attached to that. And if the employer knows very little about that group, um, they're more likely not to hire you. So it seems like many people have said their backgrounds. I'm Trinidadian Canadian. And among Trinidadians, we've, we've you know, people see them as happy-go-lucky, friendly people. You think of carnival. That's the first things that come to mind. And so you might want to be friends with them, hopefully, but you do not know whether or not they actually have uh, the capacity to work uh, in high-status, high-professional jobs. You may not have that trust that's implicit and it's required to actually hire them. So that plays a role, that idea of trust. So community's trust matters, what we, and, and, and the images that we see of that community matters. So with the Syrian population, the way this is categorized is we see them as refugees. You might want to ask yourself, when you think of refugees, you tend to think that they're low-skilled, low, um, you know, in, in dire conditions. And generally speaking, they might be coming from dire conditions. That's why they're being pushed into the, in this context there. However, we don't meaningfully know about the Syrians, and we do not meaningfully know about their experiences and how we have more similarities and differences with them. That, that sort of trust that's required can actually influence their labor market experiences. Um, and so that's the way I would approach this. For the second generation, in fact, the trust plays a role as well. The second generation um, 
even though they are able to fit within the working culture, even though um, they understand Canadian norms and values because they've been socialized here, you find that they lack those networks um, to actually acquire that high-status, high-paying job. And in fact, because their parents accepted jobs uh, in ethnic enclaves or, low, or lower-paid jobs than their education would, would denote that they should, uh, you find the second generation are not willing to do that. And because they're not willing to accept lower-paying jobs or jobs that does not uh, fit their skill set, you find there's a decline. So as I said, 81, 81 cents for the, for the first generation, and it's 71 cents for the second generation.